you are inviting them into purchase, but you're not necessarily painting this picture of what it's going to mean for their life, then it's not going to really do much for the emotional place that they're going to reside in order to click that buy button. Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey, Ricky Lee, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on here. Ricky Lee is going to be talking all about copywriting, where to use copy, and what the heck it actually means, and how to actually convert people into sales from copywriting. Ricky, do you want to tell us a little bit about your story? I know you made your first six figures when you only had 800 followers on social media. It's possible. Tell us how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the online space now for three and a half. Sometimes I say four years because you know how it's always a little rocky in the beginning. I actually, (laughs) my first business was um, a herbal supplement business. So I was in the natural health space. I was a practicing herbalist. I came out of school and was like, holy crap, I need to start a business and then just trickled into the online space. You know, that kind of transitioned into all my colleagues being like, holy crap, how did you start this online business? Tell me all your secrets led to business coaching. And I actually was in the more marketing consulting and sales consulting space for a while. But the one thing, like you mentioned, like everyone kept coming to me for was for messaging and for copy support. Um, because not only was that the one thing that really changed the game for me in terms of actually converting for just a small social media following, Um, but it was also just kind of like my magic space that I could just look at someone They could come in. I'd be like, all right, let's clarify this message. Let's translate that into words that really convert for you. Um, so yeah, the last, um, about six months now I've been focusing primarily just on copy and yeah, that's a little bit about my story and my background, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just like, (laughs) you asked about the, the social media, like from a small following thing. I just think that we underestimate the power of our words and the impact that just focusing on one thing can have on our business. I think we're like bombarded by like a million and one strategies. And ultimately the, the key that helped me convert, you know, make those six figures in that, in that first year and a half of just that small audience was of course having epic relationships. I know you talk about that all the time, but making sure that I was communicating really clearly to people and helping them understand the value that I could offer them. And so yeah, I'm really passionate about this topic. Can't wait to share more with you all today. Yes, so excited. So let's start with like, what kind of is copywriting? Like, why mm-hmm. is it important? What is the gist of it? Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are listening, they're like, what's this copy word? Because it can kind of be thrown around as this lingo. I mean, it's basically just words, right? It's just words. But in the business sense, we're talking about words that we're actually like strategically putting together to very simply communicate a message that we want to get across to help our audience see and perceive us in the way that we're intending to. So um, there is a big difference between like creative copywriting, which is like, you know, writing a book and like telling story, which story is part of strategic copywriting in business too. But um, copy the, the stuff that I talk about, the stuff that I support and the things we're going to be talking about today 
is definitely more from the perspective of strategic. How can I write something that's going to build a nurture relationship with my potential client and help them understand and see the value in my offer? Um, and so we can make that money, right? Yes, I love that. And it's definitely something that can can completely change. Like you said, you can have 800 followers, which are 800 possible customers. And if you can just like, I mean, if you can have half of them even be, if you can have 10% of them be interested and evoke that like action from them, from your copy, it's a ton of customers. So you really don't need that huge following. And it is so important. It is literally what sells people. Words sell and they can do all of that. Where, where do you use copy? Because there's all of these different places and people are like, oh, well, it's just in captions. It's just on websites. Where do you think copy is, is important where you need to use it? I mean, it's anywhere that you're using words. So I like, it's the website for sure, but it's also your landing pages. It's also your social media. It's the copy on your Instagram stories when you're promoting your offers or when you're just sharing about what you're up to today. It's the words that you're sharing with people in the DMs. Like I, I don't necessarily just narrow it down to this like website or sales pages. It's, it's everything. So it's just basically words. But again, we're coming back to this idea of like everything has an intention behind it. Yeah. So it's intentional words we could say. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. Intentional wording. And, it, and like you said, it's on everything. Like you can, you need it everywhere in order to get people. A lot of people tell me, they're like, well, I just kind of wing it. I write what I want to write and that's fine. Like hope it works, but it's having like actual intentional copywriting. What are some of those like biggest mistakes when you're like scrolling through social media, you're like, Oh my gosh, do I see this all the time? Yes, absolutely. And first, let me just preface with the fact that like, if you're doing any of these mistakes, like that, I'm going to say it's all good because we've all been there. Like you and I both, right? Like we had to learn, like, like I just said, this wasn't something that like I went to school for. And honestly, if you learn writing in school, you probably have to unlearn everything in order to actually be a good copywriter <laughs> in the business space nowadays, especially on social media. So I'm just going to share these with you. I want you to go look at your social media and your sales pages and your website, whatever right now, and just ask yourself, like, am I doing these things and where can I improve and, and like have an opportunity to, to adjust? So the first thing that's like the number one mistake that I, that I see people making is actually focusing so much on themselves. So um, I know that you don't work a ton with personal brands, right? Not much. Um, a lot Not of my, much. a lot of the audience is like um, a lot of, they might have small businesses, like personal, like in-person physical businesses. They might have online businesses, but I do work with kind of a, a range of businesses and there's right. a lot of people listening. Okay. So I primarily work with service-based entrepreneurs who are just a, like their personal brands, but this applies to any business too. I, th I see the mistake being focusing on yourself. So if you're a personal brand, that might mean just talking about yourself over and over and over again. But if you're a brand that you are talking as we, as your business, this can mean just the sense of you even thinking about yourself, thinking about what people are going to perceive of your brand or think like worrying so much and being stuck so much in your head that the copy that comes out doesn't actually translate into conversions for your business because you're so focused on me, 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 and not what does your audience need to hear right now. So the, the biggest shift you can ask yourself is what does my audience need to hear right now? Not what do I want to share? Because that will help you with creating um, ideas, like get you out of that creative block. We'll probably talk about that as yes. well. Um, but also for service-based entrepreneurs, if you look at your copy and most of your copy is I did this and I did that and I did this. You have all these words, I, 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 I would just go through everything and 
replace everything with like we or you um, as much as possible. I would say like if I were to give a percentage, 80 to 90% of all your copy should not have the word I if you're a service-based entrepreneur. This is a really big shift that you can do. And when someone reads that copy and it's speaking with you and we, it's going to be received really well. Like you'll notice this now when you go, when you go out into the world and start looking at all this copy. Um, the, the other mistake that I, that I see people making is mistaking, um, consistency for lack of quality. So this is a, a really interesting topic that I feel pretty passionate about. So one of the reasons why I've become such a good copywriter and I've learned all these things is because I literally showed up every single day for um, probably three years without missing a day on social media in particular, every single day writing a piece of copy. And that really helped me create a skill in writing copy. But the mistake that I see people making is that assuming that just by showing up every single day, that's going to translate into words. That's going to translate into sales. Yes. Most important, like I said earlier, is the intention and the strategy behind your words. So we want to kind of meet this like in the middle. We want to be consistent. That's super important because we want to be in front of our audience. We want to be sharing our messages. So you should be constantly asking yourself, how can I constantly share words? But then the other piece of it is like, at what point does that detriment the quality and the energy behind my words? Because if you're detrimenting the quality and the energy, then your consistency doesn't matter. So I would rather see you post two times a week on your Instagram feed, for example, high quality, extremely intentional and strategic than posting seven days and it just being sloppy. Yes. I love that. I get that question all the time. It's like, well, do I have to post every day? I feel like I don't have enough stuff to post every day, but if Mm. it's quality, you can post a lot less. Yes, absolutely. So that's a biggie. Um, and I'm definitely not saying that you shouldn't be doing consistency, but it's just, there's this balance between the two. Like I just said, I mean, posting every single day is actually something that helped me, um, get better at writing, but yeah, so that's a big thing. And then one more mistake that I really want to drive this one home. And this is something that I've kind of started to become known for is um, you've probably heard um, that it's important to share value. So whether that's on a Facebook post or Instagram stories, or, you know, even if you're a video, like you're sharing something on YouTube or podcasting right now. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making right now is they're sharing Google facts, whatever word, <laughs> Googleable facts, Googleable. over and over and over again. Things that are like five ways to do this thing to get this thing, which is a great headline type of formatting, which there's nothing wrong with that. What the mistake is, is sharing um, takeaways that don't actually shift the beliefs of your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about being intentional and strategic with your copy, what we're really trying to do is communicate and help our audience see the value in eventually investing in our offers. Mm. So if we're just giving them facts, it's no different than just these dopamine hits of like some sort of inspirational post. It's no different. If you're just saying, here's a fact, here's a fact, here's a fact. Instead of just sharing facts I want to invite all of you listening to this to ask yourself, how can I shift the belief that my audience has surrounding their current belief and, and educate them through that way so that they're one step closer to seeing the value and invest in my offer? Mm, Let me give awesome. you an example. Yeah. 
I just did it to you guys right now. <laughs> right? I, I said, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to say, and the teachable was, don't just share like educational content. That could be potentially Googleable. But I'm shifting your belief to see that if you really wanted to lead your ideal client closer to investing in your offer, you need to actually share teachable content that's shifting their belief. So I'm shifting your belief to see that, oh, it's not just value. It's about actually shifting their beliefs. Ah. So this is that, I mean, I probably could use a different example to give you a better understanding, but I just did it to you guys right now. So see how that was not necessarily something that you could just search in Google. It wasn't just like, here's a step-by-step how to share a teaching type post. It was actually what you're doing isn't necessarily supporting you. You need to do this and now you see the value in it. Mm, Okay. So almost giving them like, you have to give them some type of like action item at the end. Like, okay, this is how, here's all of these facts. Okay. Now what? It's kind of that side of things. Yeah. Yeah. We want to, understand where our client is now, meet them there in the copy and get them closer to seeing why investing in your offer is important. And usually that requires that we shift their belief of what they need or what process they need or what um, kind of work they need to be doing or what kind of support they need. Yeah. I love that. That is such a good point. And I don't think a lot of people, there is a lot of people out there and no matter what kind of business you are, like you should be sharing value. You should be giving some types of like tips, tricks, like hacks or DIY recipe, whatever it is you are, you have. And then at the end, like you're trying to evoke that action. And, um, there's a lot of different types of copy out there. I know you promote primarily work with um, like service-based businesses who do a lot of teaching. And that's kind of the nature of my bit of everyone's business. Um, And you have like this empathy bridge that you talk Mm. about all the time. Do you want to, do you want to give a little bit of that as well? I know I've heard a lot about that and that's really good too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for mentioning that. It's a really good question. So yeah, something what I, what I was finding is that a lot of people would understand that okay, I need to share teaching content, inspirational content. I need to share all these different types of content. And then I also under people were starting to understand that like, okay, it's important to kind of take a stand on something like, what do you really believe? And like, and sharing that kind of content. But what was happening is that the translation of that information was turning into copy that wasn't received very well. So let's say I believe that the world is flat. Yeah. Okay. It let's is? just sit. it's not let's say I believe the world is flat for some reason and I came on here and I was like you're wrong the world is flat buy my offer (laughs) sake of a a shitty example what was happening is people were taking a stand on something maybe they said you don't need a, a big email list to convert your high ticket offers and they were taking a stand for that and they were like really planting their, their sort of like sword in the ground or whatever that saying is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with examples today. I'm terrible at sayings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is that when the reader was reading that copy, what I was finding is that there was this disconnect. It was like, as soon as that person who was this now, this thought leader who had this really strong core belief that was actually like amazing and would make their copy stand out instantly was repelling the reader from reading the rest of the post mm. because they felt attacked for whatever their thought was, whatever their, their like stand was. So an empathy bridge is something that I've introduced to all the frameworks for anybody who has something powerful that they want to share to ensure that the reader is actually um, doesn't feel attacked and is invited into this new opportunity. It's the same thing I was just saying earlier about shifting our beliefs. We can't really shift someone's belief until we 
show them that we see where they're at. Like we understand why they, they are where they are and they feel validated in that experience. So an empathy bridge is this sentence or two um, after you've met someone in whatever pain they're experiencing. This is in your copy. You can basically write this down for a framework. So you're meeting someone in their pain. Let's say, you know, like, are you struggling to sign clients because you only have 20 people on your email list? And they're like, yes. Oh my God, tell me more. And then I say something like the truth is you don't need a whole bunch of people on your email list. Um, there's probably just something you're doing wrong with your, your copywriting. Instantly they could feel attacked and I could say, well, you have to do this, 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 and this in order to overcome that problem. But instead we end, we insert an empathy bridge that says, um, of but of course you don't know how to convert your audience with your copy because you've never been taught how it's not something you were learned. You learned in university. It's something you actually have to unlearn. So mm -hmm. instantly I'm validating their pain. Yes. By validating their pain, they go, Oh my God, this girl sees me. And so when I now educate them on this thing that I really believe to be true, that I really like take a stand on, they don't feel attacked or wrong or belittled. They go, wow, this person sees me, they get where I'm at. Wow, they have a new thing that they are inviting me into a new opportunity, something that I've never really thought about before. And I feel comfortable taking that next step. So it's a completely different experience because um, instead of feeling attacked and repelled from the post, we feel drawn and connected to the reader, which ultimately, as we know, builds what we need to actually convert them. Yeah. And yeah. So that's the magic of an empathy bridge. It's a sentence or two that basically uh, validates someone's pain so that they can see the opportunity that you're presenting to them. Yes. And that's the crazy part about copy is that you can have that one sentence in yes. there and it completely shifts. You can convert so many more people. And that's the crazy part about it. Those bridges are always like a crazy psychological thing to me that I'm like, what the heck? Like, how does this one thing, yeah. one sentence that you might be missing? And that's why having someone to look at your copy is so important. Absolutely. And there's so... Like I said, I have a lot of different types of businesses that listen, a lot of different types of businesses. Some are physical stores, some are online stores. And they always ask me like, okay, like most of the people are just like, hey, look at my stuff, like buy it. It's awesome. And they're wondering, um, and they're wondering like, okay, how am I supposed to move from like, hey, buy my stuff to like actually evoking like some emotion and action is what I try to tell them. Do you have any tips there? I know that you mm. work with service-based, but that is, it's very much so in the same realm. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually um, another mistake that I commonly see. So the evoking emotion thing, a really powerful shift for that for any type of business is to actually, um, I call it like activating copy codes, which is basically just my fancy way of saying, um, how can you use all the senses in your copy and painting a really clear picture? So even if you're a product-based business and you're inviting someone to just buy, like there's nothing wrong with just simply inviting someone to buy. Yeah. But if you are inviting them into purchase, but you're not necessarily painting this picture of what it's going to mean for their life, then it's not going to really do much for the emotional place that they're going to reside in order to click that buy button. So instead of saying, you know, buy my new, I just whipped my hair. So I'm going to say hair straightener, buy my new <laughs> hair straightener. I might say <laughs> when you invest in this straightener, you're going to be able to whip your hair on podcasts like nobody's business and it's, <laughs> and it's going to make you feel like a boss. Like let's say you're just working with entrepreneurs. 
um, instantly what I'm doing is I'm sharing with my audience what they can see. So that's one of the senses. Mm. Um, I, I might've said something like whip your hair and smell that shampoo that you just used after your morning shower. So now we're eliciting a, a smell, which is powerful things to, to elicit in your copy. If you can elicit smell, that's really powerful. Um, and then something like even, um, you can hear your hair whipping, like now yeah. we're sound, we can sa- we can hear. So you're eliciting all these senses that now it's not just by the straightener because my hair is going to be straight. It's like, my hair is going to smell good. It's going to sound soft. It's going to, it's going to feel soft. It's going to sound this way yes. and it's going to make me feel like super powerful as an entrepreneur or something. Yes. It's a very different experience than just being like, you'll get this straightener. Yes. And a big example that I always use with this, that's really easy because everybody loves like a big juicy burger every once in a while, Mm. whether it's a bean burger or whatever, like it is like, and I always use this example with restaurants. Um, and like, instead of just being like, look at this, like unbelievable bacon, barbecue, bacon, cheeseburger, like you're like, like buy this barbecue, bacon, cheeseburger. We have it Buy it. It's like showing a picture. So showing the picture of it, like juicing, whatever that is. It's going to make me hungry. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm going to want a burger for lunch. And, and then like eliciting, like, like you said, like come in, smell, like you smell the barbecue, like have the like taste smell. Like it's so easy to get in like the sizzle of it. There's so much that you can elicit just from your words and your adjectives that you use about that burger or about the new outfit that you want to have, like how you Mm want to make them feel. And if you can paint that picture with the, with the five senses, I haven't really, like, I've never really heard of like, oh yeah. And putting all of those five senses in there, but that's, that's a great point to make. Yeah. And it really can make a big difference. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. You know, if you're listening to this right now, you may be asking like, okay, well, I don't know what my ideal client might be like, like what might be going on and so this is where we we potentially be get to, get to become a broken record for you because if you've heard this before you you're probably familiar with the the importance of understanding your ideal client right like you cannot write good coffee if you don't understand your ideal client mm-hmm. you can't elicit any emotion if you don't actually know what they desire to feel or to see or to taste or to smell yeah uh, i mean like it's so important to understand all those things so if you're like oh my gosh like Maddie, Ricky Lee, how do I write copy that like converts my audience? Like, oh, I'm having such a hard time with, you know, writing my sales pages or, or something. And you yet, you still haven't gone deep in understanding your ideal client, then it's going to be very hard for you to, to be strategic or intentional with your, with your copy. Yeah. And so many people are like, okay, like, how do I do that? Like, I know, I kind of know who my audience is, but like, how do I actually get inside their brain? Do you have any tips for that? Hmm. I mean, my number one advice for this is always what people don't want to hear, which is get on the freaking phone with people and talk Mm. to them. I mean, it's like so old school, but it's the best way to do things because people don't have an opportunity to think about it. Like if you're going to give a survey or you're going to ask people like random open questions inside a Facebook group or anything, um, there, there are great ways to get information, but what happens is people filter the question and then they take time to answer it and they don't necessarily give you honest answers. Like, you guys are getting full Ricky Lee right now because this is live. This is recorded. It's not edited. I'm just like, you know, all this stuff. If I was your ideal client, you could probably get so much information from me right now because I'm just, you know, in the moment sharing information. 
Um, so when I first started my business, I actually only worked with um, health practitioners at first. And I got on the phone with like 20 of my like colleagues and their friends and stuff at first. And I just did a Zoom call with them and I listened and I typed like crazy, recorded the calls, every single word that they said I would repeat back. But I asked them really open-ended questions and kept asking them more and more questions and listened more than I talked. So if I said like, you know, what do you really want out of a straightener? (laughs) Back to that idea. Um, They might say like, oh, I really want this, this, and this. I'd be like, okay, tell me more. Okay, why? Tell me more. Tell me more. Because it's always so much deeper than what they're first going to tell you. And so, yeah, that's my my suggestion. I've heard the to ask why five times. And if mm. like, how am I supposed to get on the phone with my ideal customer if I have a local business? Like, am I just supposed to call everybody in the phone book if people even use phone books anymore? <laughs> um, but no, like when people come into your store, just like have normal conversation with them all the time. Just like, Hey, like what, what made you come in today? Or like, what, what are you looking for? And then it's like, okay, why? Like what, what is like, why is that something that you're looking for? Is it because it's trendy? Is it because it's what, what is, and if you ask why a few times is when you'll get to their terminal value, like, sure. Like, okay. Yeah, it's trendy. Okay. It's trendy. Like, yeah. Awesome. And then you can continue the conversation and well, it's trendy. And like, I just feel like so many stores don't have this, this, and this that I want. And then, okay, wow. That's really good to know that like, okay, we stand out in this area. Why are you looking for that? Well, Mm -hmm. like, I just, I don't want to look like everybody else. And then you're like, aha, like I want to stand out. I want to be different. And that is why that asking why is so good. Um, you get so much out of that. Yeah. You make a really good point too. just, uh, I want to mention one thing about what you just said, because it's so important is that like this never stops, you know, like I'm not, I haven't stopped interviewing and learning about my clients. Yes. And if you're interviewing people that are coming into your store, I think it would be really smart to have a process in place where you are continually recording the information that you're getting. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, you know, the first month or year that you're in business. It's like, how am I constantly learning? Because like you were just saying, um, we have opportunity to get more and more clarity. The more we're in business, the more we have experience. So don't like, you know, not record this stuff. I have a document in Excel spreadsheet that I basically have constantly adding new pain points and dreams and desires to all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And at the beginning of my business, I sat down and I was on LinkedIn and I send voice messages to everybody that connects with me on LinkedIn. And it's a game changer if you're business to business or if you're mm. on LinkedIn, do it because it's, it increases your respond rate because everyone just sends like so many blanket messages back. But, um, and it's just like, you can get out there and you can ask all these people when I message them. And then it's like, yeah, I have a couple questions. I would hop on a phone call with them and I was on the phone. Yes. I would do 30 minute phone calls all day with different business owners. And I wrote down and I have like four main words than pain points now that like everyone told me they had. And now I have people in my inbox all the time, my inbox in my, in my DMS (laughs) all the time. I feel like talking about phone books and inboxes, I feel like I should be older than I am, but, um, (laughs) and it's really, you really have no excuse for this stuff. Like, I think it's every single time I've delivered a program, every single time I've been in a program myself, Mm -hmm. it's like people get to this, like ideal clarity, like ideal client work stuff. And they're like, Oh, been there, done that. Like, I don't need to do that. Or I'm not really, that's not as fun as like creating a new product or selling or like whatever. It's like, uh-uh. Yeah. You want all those things, you do that work. 
Yeah. You put the work in and you don't, it's not something that it ends, but it's, it's a good thing that you can continue to see like, okay, yep. There's still that word. There's that trigger word that everybody uses. And a big thing guys, remember to use those words in your copy. Like don't make, don't make all of these like fluffy other adjectives that when, when you're trying to solve a problem, like use their exact words, because again, you're trying to make it seem like you're talking directly to them. That one person having that relationship building and that'll make a big difference too. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. I love, I love all of that. And it's like market research is something that you really can never have enough of because you'll always find different avenues that people are going down and you never really know, okay, like, oh, well maybe I should try this. You can always try it. If it flops, it flops, but at least you tried it. And now, you know, your audience didn't, well, that wasn't something that they wanted um, to like focus on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, so there's so many people out there that feel like they just don't know what to write about. Do you have like a, a writer's block kind of strategy or like a brainstorming strategy that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first is I believe that you can't really get into a place of writing good copy unless you've taken care of yourself first. So um, I know a lot of people actually do have all the strategies in place, all the ideas in place, but when they go sit down and write, they have a hard time writing because maybe they haven't drank water that day, which, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are culprits of. Yeah. Um, maybe they haven't even like got out of their house. I know right now is especially hard to get out of your house, but if you can go walk and stuff. So, I mean, it's unbelievable. When I started doing more done for you copywriting services for people, this became even more evident. Like I've always been writing my own copy. I've written tons of copy every single day for myself, but then it was like, I needed to up that to like, you know, three or four times the amount of copy I was writing. It was like, wow, the days where I don't take care of myself, that's really obvious. And this may seem like, okay, yeah, I heard that before. Thanks, Ricky Lee, like self-care, blah, blah, blah. Like been there, done that. But like, you, you're not going to have a, a, a very useful time coming up with ideas or writing really epic, high quality content if you're not taking care of yourself first. So this goes for everybody on your team as well. So if you're not actually letting them know that it's okay to take care of themselves when they show up and help you with your marketing stuff. Um, that's going to be really important. The second thing is like I was saying earlier, um, copy is like very intentional and strategic. So we don't just actually sit down and go, what am I going to write today? And then look at that lovely blinking cursor that just like constantly stares back at us. <laughs> By the way, that is a visual cue that I'm creating an image for you right now. If I was writing a piece of copy, that'd be perfect. Right. But you're, <laughs> you're staring at this blinking cursor and it's like, what am I going to write today? You, it's not about doing that. It's about asking yourself, like it's about actually stepping back and having a sales plan or a marketing like content strategy, depending on how your business is run. For me, it's usually uh, content is usually geared around sales plans for different launches for me in the service-based internet industry, but that might be different for you with your business, whatever it is, the, the content strategy actually comes from your marketing strategy. Um, and then when you sit down, the question just becomes, what do I need to share today to help people understand, um, like whatever I'm, I'm needing to do. So for example, if I'm about to launch an offer, which I am in like two weeks, I'm about to launch something and it's on a specific, um, topic, which is, it's actually on launching copy. So <laughs> I'm going to be talking a lot about that in my copy right now. And I already know what are those pain points that my ideal client have? What are they struggling with right now? So when I sit down, I'm not like, what should I write today? It's okay. I need to write a piece of copy that talks about how to overcome 
copywriting blocks <laughs> for yes. launch copy or something. And then I just, I can start writing. Um, it's really helpful to maybe even get like a, a, a line or two out if it's a social media post to help you get that momentum going. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's going to help you really a ton. Like just take care of yourself first, make sure that's happening and then have the, the marketing strategy that comes down to the content strategy, then that translates into your copy. Yes. Love that. It's like all of the, I mean, and you need to, you need to have the water and the, like the mental health before you can be productive in anything that you do first. And which I know can be hard for entrepreneurs and business owners because they're busy, 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 but, and then you need to have like, okay, what is the intention that I'm trying to get here and talk about like, even if you're, if you have a sale coming in three weeks, like start sprinkling in content about that. That's really great. I love that. If you were to give someone like action items to take like today with their copy to make a big difference, what do you think that that action item would be? Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, two things. So the next time you go write a piece of copy, ask yourself, what's the intention behind this? What's the goal that I'm trying to overcome? And if you don't know that answer, then don't write any copy and go make your plan And if you need help with a plan, I'm sure Maddie got you there. (laughs) Um, But so that's first thing. Um, And the plan, like for a quick action, like an actual takeaway from this, I would ask yourself, like, what am I selling? What does my audience need to hear? It can be as simple as that for now. We don't need to go into this complicated marketing strategy right now. What am I selling right now? Or what am I selling in the next coming weeks? And what does my audience need to hear to, to understand the value of that? So be clear on that first. Then second item is I want you to take one of your old pieces of social media copy from any kind of platform and redo it using some of the tips that we've given you today. So um, take out all the, the eyes and the, the like ego driven content. If you're more of a product-based business that likely is laced into your copy and um, interweave some more of these elements of the senses and painting really clear pictures. So no generic, like, are you struggling to get clients? Are you, do you want to get healthy? Do you like none of this generic stuff? Like tell me really clearly, paint me a a very vivid picture and repost that and, uh, and watch the engagement rise. Yes. And I saw something the other day that was like, when you sit down to create content, it shouldn't be that you have to get into a creative flow because they said that creating content is not an art. It is a science. Like Mm -hmm. there is an actual science behind all of it, which is what Ricky Lee just shared with us is like, you have to put all of these little steps in it in order to evoke that action that actually converts people into sales. Love that. Thank you so much, Ricky Lee. I have three final questions that I ask all of the people on my podcast, and then you can let us know where people can find you as well. But the first three questions is if you were to recommend any book to anybody, any business owner, what would it be? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know you said these questions beforehand. I was like, how am I supposed to pick one book? I'm that crazy girl that has like so many books, I know. Um, but the one book right now that I feel is super important is actually profit first. Have you read it? I haven't. No profit first. Um, primarily because I feel like small business owners don't actually have a good handle on their finances. Mm -hmm. I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs they're all telling you lies if they have if they have a really good understanding or maybe they're not lying, but the, the most people don't. And this book is incredible at helping you really understand your finances, which mm. is pretty foundational for a successful business. I mean, you can write epic 
copy all day, but if your money's flying out the window or you have no idea what's happening. So go read that book. It's incredible. Love that one. And I'll have to check it out. My, my dad's a financial advisor. Oh, well, so he's there like you go. my per, personal profit first person. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I, but I will have to check it out. It is a good one to know. Um, second question is if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would your three people be? <laughs> um, totally guilty. I like text people this morning. I was like, what are the three people? <laughs> she asked me this question. She preemptively asked me this question. No. So my three people right now in this current place in my life right now would be Elon Musk. Yeah. He's on yeah. mine for sure. Yeah. Um, I, we lost our dog a few weeks ago, so I want to meet up with her and I want her to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love yeah. it. And then, um, I actually, I'm an Ojibwe native, so Métis, and I grew up like with sweat lodge ceremony and, and a wow, lot of like traditional cool. practices. And uh, our elder, the, the female elder, died a few years back. And before that, she had a stroke. So there was only like a small part of my life where I was able to like have an elder who was a female because we had the oh. other elder male. Anyways, it would be incredible to just like visit with her again and, and be able to actually have a conversation with her. Love that. You can have Elon Musk, have your elder, yeah. and then have Penny. Oh my God, it'd be so perfect, actually. Everybody together. <laughs> and Penny would be speaking English. I love it. Yep. <laughs> oh, so great. I love those. That's such a fun question just because it is, it's like, I have no idea, but and they change. It changes from week to week, but I love it. What, do you um, share yours on here? I do. Uh, what it, like me. I said, they change, but Elon Musk is definitely in mine. Rachel Hollis, yeah. just because I love her right now. Yeah. I absolutely love her. She's just, I don't know. She's great. Um, and then my third one is always, uh, Elon Musk is always in there. Um, Rachel Hollis. And then my third one right now, who would I want to have dinner with? Um, probably my grandma. Actually, today's her birthday and she passed Ooh. a couple weeks ago. So she would be, oh. she would be in at my table as well, which she would have no, she'd be like, what's going on when, if I was talking to Rachel Hollis and Elon Musk, but she would be. <laughs> doing it, so. It's a crazy time for everybody listening to this right now. Like at the time of the release, like it's such a crazy time. Like I've had two deaths and two births in the last two and a half weeks. Like oh it's gosh. just a birthing and deathing. Like pro- I don't know yeah. what's happening. You just over became here. an aunt, didn't you? I just became an aunt. Oh, yes. So you didn't even get to spoil saying. a baby. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's such an interesting time that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. If you could give one tip to leave people with on whether it's copy, whether it's life, whatever, what do you want your legacy on the Small Business Growth Podcast to be? <laughs> um stand for something Mm. and don't and share it and don't be a don't be afraid I mean I I said a lot of tips and things here but ultimately you're going to get better no matter what so just keep just keep sharing your message yes love it all right Ricky Lee thank you so much and tell people where they can find you what you have going on yeah um instagram is the best place to hang out with me right now so that's at ricky lee walls r-i-c-k-i-l-e-e and then walls plain old simple like the wall uh, <laughs> and yeah right now i have a 40 page value packed ebook that's available for free um on how to sell on social media right now during the changing economy And I go through a lot of the stuff we talked about today, as well as some actual like frameworks for writing social media copy, as well as lead generation process and client readiness workflows and things to like really support you in selling right now, but also 
converting right now and writing copy right now and all the things you need right now, but it's all timely information. So you can go grab that on my Instagram. I also have a new program coming out very shortly. It's going to give you actual templates for writing um, all of your copy for your launches. It's definitely for more service-based entrepreneurs, but you never know if it would fit with you depending on what kind of business you have. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ricky Lee. Everyone should go check her out. She is a copywriting genius. So go check her out. I did download that, um, your 50 or 40 page guide as well. And it was so helpful. So definitely go check that out as well. Thank you so much for being thank here. Ricky you. Lee. Thank you. Bye thank guys. You. All right, Busy Bee fam, that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business, branding, and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at thisishive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most, what you're loving about the podcast, And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story. So definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.